is our nationally syndicated Mully columnist. Let me just say, Terry, before I turn it over to you, the Cubby guy getting a lot of pushback on the text line today. I must say he is trending and not in a good way on our text line. Terry always brings in a lot of questions, and she has the best answers. So use that same text line at 312-981-7200 if you have a question. She is our nationally syndicated money columnist. It's all about the consumer price index today, isn't it? Yeah, I just want to say to the Cubby guy, I mean, take it from the source. Where does he get off talking about other teams in town? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like they're world champions or anything. Okay. (laughs) Just that's my sports take. Let me go back to where I'm comfortable, um, which is talking about the economy and the markets. Yeah, tomorrow is the consumer price index. And in two weeks, we'll have the Fed deciding again whether to raise interest rates. So here's a number just to stick in your mind because you'll hear, hear this first thing in the morning. What was the CPI? If it was up 6% or maybe even less, that's good news because last month, it was 6.4%. So the common forecast, the street expectations are 6%. And then, of course, the Fed will be looking at that and the producer price index the next day and some other numbers to decide whether they should raise rates again. So that's the market's just like standing still. And by the way, speaking of rates, our favorite six-month T-bill, which all of you got out of your low-paying bank CDs, is bumping up against 5% again. So banks are catching up now. When we started talking about this months ago, banks thought they could get you for like a one and a half percent on your CD because you wouldn't notice you were used to low rates. Now we're all so sharp that the banks have to pay attention. And that's that's going on. And Terry, months ago is when we first money months ago started hearing about a recession and some people will say we're in it, we're not in it, it's coming. What 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 is your take on this? You know, this is the weirdest thing. You can watch the economists all day long on TV debating this. On the one hand, and you know economists have many hands, but on the one hand they say the strength of the consumer is amazing. That's what 70% of the economy and consumers are spending. They're working. They have jobs. There are very few job openings. We have a lack of workers. Although I would put a little asterisk there. The latest figures of consumer credit card debt, the stuff we all swore off of um, and said we'll never do that again. Yeah, it's at all-time highs approaching $1 trillion. So part of the strength of the consumer is uh, being able to charge it or buy now and pay later. The other hand is, oh my goodness, there are all these economic indicators, the leading economic indicators and numerous other economic indicators that say, by now, we should be moving into a recession. And then there is the wild card. No longer the Fed so much and what they'll do, but what the banking industry will do now that the world is looking at their balance sheets and saying, whoops, look what happened to those two banks. They bought great government securities, but the interest rate risk, you know, the, the, they were worth less as rates went up, the stuff they owned. So now are all the other banks going to pull back on credit and not make loans to small businesses? And at that point, you've got two forces working against the economy, both the Fed and interest rates and the banks. So that could be the tipping point into recession. And meanwhile, I got to tell you, when I go grocery shopping, I just can't believe the prices. I feel like they're going up and up and up. Well, 6% over a year ago, and a lot of grocery things, you know, are, are really expensive, particularly. But 6% year over year is a significant 
price increase. At that rate, it'd be about 13 years. The value of the dollar bill you have today is cut in half. Spending power. Terry, this person said, I just finished my taxes. We couldn't deduct our student tuition payments from taxes this year. I thought all tuition payments for college are tax deductible. Not all tuition payments are tax deductible. Um, And I'm not sure about what you're specifically referring to, but a lot of things changed this year. Um, Some of the benefits that were still available in 2021 from the American Recovery Act and some other programs went away. So a lot of people found they're paying more in taxes this year. We got some gifts, not only the stimulus checks, but some um, deductions that we, we don't have this year. Terry Savage, should be we should be worried about bricks by gold? What do we do? We are worried. Help with lots of exclamation points. Well, I just posted a column uh, talking about fear. And, you know, I have a pretty sensitive indicator. The, the most recent column at TerrySavage.com is money markets and fear. And all of a sudden, I feel from the questions I get on my blog, from the the just the emails from the, just the sense of the community that people are really filled with angst about not just the ordinary things like, is the market going to go down or up? Or will I run out of money? Or what's going to happen to my property taxes or my income taxes? But really essential fears like bank safety, uh, the dollar is the center of the world's financial system. Uh, there's a lot of political things that going on going on that lead to this fear that the world as we grew up in and knew it is not the same. And I, I wrote this column, and I hope you'll look it up. I won't give you all the numbers, but I talked about the fact that here we are over Dow 33,000. In 1973, it was below 600. In 2001, the recession, the Dow was below 7,500. 7, the market crashed in 2008. It went from over 14,000 to 6,500. Okay, and three years ago in the pandemic, you may not remember this, but the Dow was 18,591 at the low, and here we are over 33,000. So while you want to manage your money sensibly, you do not want to fear the end of the banking system. We've, they've got that covered now. Um, sure, the stock market's going to be volatile, but your long-term perspective will get you through. It, it's never worked to sell America short. I love that you you break it down and take away fear because fear is what keeps people awake at night and it's it's tough to shake sometimes exactly and now if you're kept awake by some of these things trust your instincts i mean if you're young just don't sell up because you're going to miss all the rest of the great things that are coming but if you're retired and you've got a fixed pool of money that's why we have chicken money treasury bills at five percent so sell down to the sleeping point from 708, could you ask Terry why the U.S. couldn't mirror Japan? They are able to control their inflation by putting protocols on the oil companies. Obviously, too many politicians on board with the oil companies here. Oh, we don't want to be Japan. Japan, don't you remember, in the late uh, 1980s, early 90s, when their stock market capitalization was bigger than ours and their real estate prices were booming, and they fell into a 20-year of depression, a, a real economic morass. We don't want to be Japan, and it's not just about oil prices. If it were only about oil prices, we would be in great shape because we have the greatest oil reserves, we have the great technologies, and we could control the market if we wanted to. But right away, we're seeing that OPEC's threat 
we're going to raise prices because we're going to cut back and nobody else is going along with them these days so it's it's a big story but we don't want to be japan we'd rather be america for sure (laughs) terry thank you for joining us thanks lisa Terry Savage, the money lady, the savage truth. You can follow her at terrysavage.com. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.